Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 46 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is Wa'il, your host. And it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to uh, talk to you about the religion of Islam and that we're able to explore it together and that I'm able to answer your questions. And uh, speaking of which, uh, if you have any questions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And I promise I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. And uh, with that being said, let's uh, get right into it. Uh, today's episode and today's topic, we will continue talking about the Prophet ﷺ exploring more of his uh, life, his uh, everything about him that we can explore. I know we cannot have the whole biography because uh, it, it could be too advanced and too historical for a lot of people. But we'll, we're highlighting certain aspects of uh, Prophet Muhammad وسلم, because of the misconceptions out there. You know, because there's a lot of misconceptions, there's a lot of attacking against Muslims and attacking against Islam in general, and they use the Prophet وسلم, as uh, a way to attack Muslims, even though he is technically the best of mankind, not even was, he still, nobody will beat him to that um, title, which is the best of mankind, um, the best human being walked on the face of this earth. Of course, that doesn't mean that the prophets, the the rest of the prophets are, you know, um, not uh, special. That's very untrue. To be a Muslim, to be a Muslim, to be a believer, to be specific, to be a believer, you have to believe and not differentiate between any of the prophets and the messengers that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had sent. Jesus Christ, we love him. We appreciate him. He is incredibly special because he is a messenger from Allah. Moses, we love him so much. Actually, the Quran is filled with stories about Prophet Musa, salam, Moses. The Quran is filled with stories about him. Prophet Ibrahim or Abraham. Prophet Yusuf, Joseph. Prophet Yunus, Jonah, and the whale. You know? All these stories, all these prophets, and many, many more. Ismail, Ishmael. You know, all these prophets, we love them, and they have a special status, you know, in Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to put those prophets, all of them together, in a different category from mankind. They made mistakes. Of course, they're human beings. Yes, they made mistakes. But it's nothing compared to our mistakes. You know, like, for example, they don't commit major sins. Their mistakes came from genuine, um, uh, from like genuine uh, either misunderstanding to a certain situation or, but it's not even that big of a deal. Like their mistakes were kind of tiny. You know what I mean? And again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us humans as prophets for a reason. Why? So we can follow them. We can use them as role models, so we can so we can say, "Yeah, if, if if they are doing this because they're humans, I think we can do it too." You know, because Allah could have easily sent angels instead of prophets, and they would have been more believable when you see an angel telling you Allah exists and all these things. The problem is you can't follow because if the angel says pray five times a day, you're going to be. What are we going to say if we're lazy? That's an angel. We, we can follow that angel. There's a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasn't sent angels. Because every time we don't want to do anything, we can say, oh, well, these were angels. They were able to do this thing. We can't. We're just humans. So Allah sent us humans, very special humans, so we could follow them. And at the end of the day, they're humans. If they can do it physically, we can do it. Of course, human... Uh, um, Prophets and messengers, they have extra, they had a lot of more uh, uh, obligations towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than we did. Like, you know, praying tahajjud, the, the, the night prayer, when they pray all night, that's, it was actually obligatory upon Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and all the prophets, praying all night. This is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made for us, made it optional for us. 
out of mercy. Imagine if you had to pray all night. You know, even if we had to pray, this is really interesting. Even if we had to pray all night, some might might think, whoa, that would have been insane. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if you think about it deeply enough, okay, it's it's Allah's right upon us. Who created you? Allah. If Allah created you and told you all I want you to do is pray, what were you gonna what are you gonna do? Say no? <laughs> to the one who created you, you're gonna just say no? Doesn't make sense, right? He created you for one purpose. Let's say it was one purpose. To just pray all night. You're gonna say no? Of course a lot were gonna say no, but at the end of the day, it's Allah's right upon us. It's not that crazy if you think about it. But out of Allah's mercy, he made it only five times a day and every prayer is like five minutes. It's nothing. But the prophets and messengers used to pray all night. It was mandatory upon them. And that's why they are special. They have special type of faith. They have special status in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know? Now, we love all the prophets. We appreciate all the prophets. But we have a special place in our heart towards our own prophet the one who sent us the message prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the message of islam of course we do of course prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said what and i mentioned this i think in the last episode you won't believe fully until you love me more than anything and again i'm going to repeat it how would you love a stranger someone you heard about you read about in the books you heard about in this podcast. How would you love them without even knowing them? And that's the key. That's the trick right there. You need to know about the Prophet and We need to study his life. The authentic one, not the lies that some people spread out there. The authentic sources of the biography of the Prophet So you can get to know him and know how special, extra special he was. And we'll get to, you know, uh, the well, that's actually the topic of today, which is the status of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he mentioned the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he, uh, in, in one of the verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what? وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We only sent you, O Muhammad, as a mercy to all mankind. Dil'alameen. Hear this out again. We only sent you. We only sent you. To be mercy to all mankind. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the Prophet Our Prophet. Now. Our Prophet ﷺ was sent to all of mankind. He wasn't sent to a group of people. He wasn't sent to Arabs, like some claim, to just the Arabs. No. He was sent to the entire human race. Why? Because he's the final Prophet. That's it. No chance comes after him. No message is coming after him. No more Prophets. No more Messengers. He ended. He ended that whole pattern, khalas, that's it. And it's done. It's done. You won't see any more revelations from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The, the, the last of the revelations were sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and that was it. You won't see any more. Nothing new will happen. No more revelations will, will take place. That's it. We'll be sent down. Nothing. By the death of the Prophet ﷺ, the revelation had stopped and concluded. Not just stopped, it's, it has been concluded. That's it. That's it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the chapter of the Ma'idah, verse number three. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what? Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Today, I concluded your religion to you. Akmalta lakum deenakum. 
And my blessings, that's it. I sent you all the blessings you needed through the religion of Islam. That big blessing of being a Muslim. That's it. وَرَضِيتَ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ And I affirm Islam to be your final religion. I'll tell you a little uh, something that, you know, I don't think anybody knows about me uh, regarding this verse. When I hear this verse, I feel very uh, sad, very emotional. I swear, wallahi. When I hear this verse, and I, I you know, when I, when, when, when I recite this verse or when I hear it, I really feel sad. It feels very lonely. And let me tell you, I don't know. I'm just going to explain how I feel. I, I, I don't know if, if, that, if that verse was meant uh, to feel like this or, or, or not, but that's how I feel about it. That the reason why I feel sad or I feel like, I feel like that's it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, I sent you what I needed to send you. I confirmed that Islam is your final religion. That's it. You're on your own. It feels sad. And I'm pretty sure it felt so painful and sad to the companions of the Prophet ﷺ when he passed away. No more revelation. That's it. You know, the companions used to make mistakes. And the Prophet ﷺ would uh, correct those mistakes when he recites the revelation. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would see something happening. And it's all meant to be. The revelation did not come to correct the companion's behaviors, it came down as a manual book of life for all of us. And in this, there were certain situations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dealt with through the Quran and it became a ruling upon all the Muslims. That was what's meant by these verses. Not just to address local situations between the companions. Actually, the bigger picture was we were supposed to learn from these verses solving those situations because we when we have similar situations we know the islamic ruling about this now imagine all of this is gone it's gone it feels so sad i mean i haven't met the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam but i i just kind of almost feel it when I recite this verse, it's done. Imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that's it. That's all you're going to get from me. Believe in it. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's my final revelation on earth. That's it. It's done. My dear brothers, can you, do you understand? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was sending messengers and prophets for thousands of years. Thousands of years. Since the since the since the descending of Adam, peace be upon him, on Earth, the Noah, you know, thousands of years, and it stopped. It stopped. No more. No more messengers to guide us. Nobody, no one, is sent by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to guide us. It's done. All we have left, our final hope, our final hope is the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet. That's our final hope. Nothing else will help us, will guide us. These two things, Quran and Sunnah. That's why they're incredibly important more than anything else in the world. Now, back to the point. Every prophet was sent to their own people. Meaning what? And I mentioned this before. I know that I mentioned this before, but I'm just going to briefly gloss over it. You know, Jesus Christ was sent to the children of Israel at a certain place, at a certain time. Moses was sent also to the children of Israel. Abraham was sent to certain people. Uh, 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 
you know, Yusuf, Joseph was sent, every single prophet was sent to a specific nation. And some might argue, what about Adam? Adam was sent to all mankind. Actually, no. So it happened that the nation that he was sent to, the people, it was just the only people on earth. Same thing, by the way, for Noah, Nuh. The only people he was sent to were the only people alive then, available then. Because again, humanity was still starting, even though it was a thousand, thousands of years after, but still. But then later on, prophets were sent to a specific group of people. And the reason why, because not because of anything, there was just lack of communication. There was no internet back then. There was no traveling and airplanes and, you know, you could go from one country and explore cultures and all these things. It wasn't available. Now, some might ask, what's the destiny or what happens to those who never got any message? Allah is fair. If they never received the message, Allah will treat them based on their own personalities without the minus the religion now the problem with islam is islam was sent to all of mankind the way the, the say the, the thing i say a problem i don't mean an actual problem to us i mean a problem to those who don't believe in it who think that it was only sent quote unquote to the arabs like i said before arabs are only 15 percent of the muslims around 15 percent roughly So Islam was sent to all mankind. Allah says that in the Quran. Why? What happened? Why is it different from the rest of the religions? Because Allah knows that this is the religion that will stay until the end of time. Allah knows, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that there is, there will be communications, there will be internet, there will be traveling, there will be mingling between cultures. Allah knows all this and Allah said that is the religion that everybody has to follow from now on because no one has an excuse. No one is living on an island alone, not hearing about Islam. And if there is anyone who did not hear about Islam, period, at all, they were born and they died without having any sign about Islam, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, rest assured, Allah will forgive them. But if you live in a culture or a place and you heard about Islam and you decided to turn your back, that's a problem. Allah will hold you accountable. Because Islam, like we mentioned in the first episode of this season, makes sense. Logically. You have to be really stubborn to not even want to hear about Islam. Really arrogant. It is, it's crazy. It's, again, and I'm not trying to preach Islam here, but I'm just telling you what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had, had, uh, had said. You must be really arrogant to just ignore an entire religion. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You know? You can't hate a religion. That's why. And that goes both ways. Muslims who have hatred to certain group, other group of people, non-Muslims, are arrogant. You cannot hate people for simply them being different from you. Islam does not promote this. Allah actually says in the Quran, remember, we talked about this, I remember we talked about this. Allah says as long as the people, the non-Muslims, don't are not your enemies, they're not trying to destroy you or trying to ruin the religion, you should be good to them. Be good to them. Be nice to them. Because Allah like those Allah actually loves Yuhib. Allah loves those who are nice and fair to other people. Allah actually encourages us to be good to non-Muslims who are not trying to, you know, uh, attack us because we're Muslims. Simple. Let me answer this question because somebody somebody might okay. You said that Allah the Prophet was sent to all of mankind as a mercy to all of mankind, right? Why was he a mercy? How was that? How was he being a mercy? Number one, why would Allah call sending Prophet Muhammad a mercy to mankind? And does that mercy include disbelievers? That's a good question, too. Is it only mercy upon the followers of the Prophet, the Muslims? Well, the answer to that, to that is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the revelation to our Prophet, that was the ultimate mercy because the revelation is what? Is our guidance 
is our path to the truth, is our salvation, is actually our way to Jannah, paradise, in the hereafter. Like, imagine if there is no Islam. Imagine if Prophet Muhammad was not sent with Islam. What would happen? This, like, imagine this world that we live in right now. There will be no one worshipping Allah the right way. We wouldn't be able to know what we can, it, whether we can go to paradise or not. Like what can we do to go to paradise? We wouldn't be able to know what are the steps that would lead us to paradise. And what are the steps that would lead us to hellfire so we can avoid it. We wouldn't be able to know that. The world will be a darker place because there is no obligatory good deeds. You know what I mean? Like there is no obligatory good deeds. In Islam, you have to do good to go to paradise. And doing good in your community, in your society, whether it's Muslim or not, creates a better world. Being kind to your neighbor, whether they're Muslim or not, creates a better world. Being kind to your co-workers. People you see in the street smiling in the face of a stranger is what the Prophet ﷺ called a charity. You, you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually gives you the reward of paying charity when you just smile in the face of a stranger, in the face of a Muslim person, for example. Chaos would spread if there was no Islam because of the forbidden things that we are not supposed to do. Drinking, drinking alcohol, gambling, dealing in usury, adultery, parents' abuse. Drinking, alcohol, gambling, usury, this, this is adultery even. It became the norm in, 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 in the societies right now. Practicing Muslims make sure that this doesn't happen. True Muslims fight against these things. You know? And answering the question, does it include disbelievers? Yes, it does. That mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent through, through Prophet Muhammad sallallahu it does include disbelievers. How do we know this? Okay, and this is a very interesting story. But I'm going to cut to the important part. On the day of judgment, this is coming from an authentic hadith by the Prophet sallallahu We will be waiting for what? 50 thousand years standing waiting for judgment wrap your heads around this my dear brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will resurrect us after we die on the day of judgment and we'll stand for 50,000 years not 50,000 minutes not 50,000 seconds not 50,000 hours not days not weeks not months years 50,000. Some of you will be like, how are we going to do this? The one who will resurrect you after you die will be able to do anything. I promise you that. And by the way, after we get resurrected, there is no more death. You know that, right? You only die once in this life. You don't die twice. I promise you that again. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us. You only die once. That means when you are resurrected, there is no way you will die again. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who will live in paradise will live eternally in paradise. Those who, those who will live in hellfire, unfortunately, will live eternally for her, except for those who will be forgiven. We'll get to that when we talk about the Day of Judgment. 50,000 years. Now, for the true believers, I just, I do, I, again, I don't want to focus on the detail of the Day of Judgment. I want to focus on the point that I I'm, I'm, you know, want to talk about. But just for those of you who are wondering, the true believers will feel like the 50,000 years is a couple of hours only. Again, the laws of physics won't apply on that day, just to let you know. So don't ask why and how. It's just, that's what's going to happen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us so. The Prophet sallallahu also told us so. Now, people who will feel the 50,000 years, would they want to be judged. They cannot wait anymore. 
Number one, they're waiting for too long. Number two, they can't even sit, by the way. You're not allowed to sit. You're standing. Yawm al-Qiyamah. Qiyamah in Arabic meanings the day of the standing. What are they going to do? You have no choice, by the way. On a day, there's no choice. You can't rebel. Your body parts won't allow you even to sit down. Now, again, believers won't feel a thing. I promise you that. Don't worry about that part. It's actually going to be the most pleasant experience for believers. We'll get to that on a day. I promise, I promise very soon, inshallah, we will discuss the entire all the events that will happen on the Day of Judgment, inshallah. Now, people standing, people. some people are having anxiety because they don't know what's going to happen to them after this. So they will all go to the prophets. The prophets will be marked like they will have a certain, even they will be very distinct on the Day of Judgment. Will, everybody will know the prophets on the Day of Judgment. So they'll go, they'll go to Adam. Prophet Adam salam, Peace be upon him They will ask him Hey Adam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you with his own hands You are special The first of mankind You are our father Talk to Allah so he can start the day of judgment What will Adam say? Prophet Adam will say I'm the one who got you from away from Jannah in the first place I got you out of Jannah I ate from that tree and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala today is angry. I've never seen God angry like today. Go and ask someone else. They will go and ask Noah. Noah. Noah will say, I can't do this. I made dua against my people. I made dua against my people. I made a supplication against my people. I can't do this. Even though it's not a sin. But they're just, they know that they made mistakes. Remember the mistakes that I told you about? These are the mistakes. Go talk to someone else. They'll go talk to Prophet Abraham. Ibrahim. Prophet Abraham. Please. Tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to start the day of judgment. We're tired. We're anxious. Prophet Abraham will say what? I lied. When did the Prophet Ibrahim lie? Do you guys remember? Prophet Abraham lied when one time, when his whole family, his whole tribe, they were pagans, right? We know that they were pagans and they left uh, to do something and then he broke all the idols, and then he left whatever you want to call it, the hammer or whatever the, the the tool that he broke the the, uh, the idols with in the hands of the biggest idol. So he gave it to the, he did not break the biggest idol, and he left that whatever the tool that he used to break. He he put it in the hand of the biggest idol. When they came back, when his people came back, he said, "What well, the idol broke the rest." He's a god, right? He can do stuff. Yep. He just destroyed the rest of the idols. He lied for the sake of Allah. Yet, he considers this a big deal. So he says, I lied. I can't even tell, talk to Allah today. Today is not the day. Allah is angry today like I've never seen before. Go talk to Prophet Mo Musa, Moses. Prophet Moses will say what? I punched a man and I killed him by mistake. That's one of the stories of Prophet Musa salam, Moses. He punched him because he was extremely powerful. Just a background story for you guys. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a very powerful strength. He punched a man. By mistake, he killed him. He did not mean for him to die. So he says, I can't. I killed a man <laughs> by mistake. Allah is angry and I can't talk to him today. That's not the day. Go talk to Prophet Isa, Jesus Christ. Everyone will go talk to Jesus Christ. Hey, Jesus, please save us. Tell Allah to save us. 
tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to start the day of judgment. We can't take it anymore. Please. Jesus won't mention anything wrong he did because he didn't live for long. You know, his era was not that long. You know, and he didn't commit sins then. Or like what, what's supposed to be quote-unquote sins, you know. But he's going to say what? I can't do it. <laughs> he's not going to mention even, even any reason. He's just going to say, I can't do it. Allah is angry and I cannot talk to Allah today. That's not the day. Then out of nowhere, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will yell at everyone. Ana laha, ana laha. Ana laha in Arabic means, I got it. I got it. Come to me. I got it. I'll talk to Allah. Ana laha, ana laha. I got it. I'll talk to Allah. Then they will all come to him and he's going to say, stay put. Let me go talk to Allah. And then he's going to walk to the throne of Allah. He's going to stand right below the throne of Allah. The throne of Allah will be, you know, in the air, of course. He will stand right below the throne of Allah and he's going to prostrate and ask Allah to start the day of judgment because people can't take it anymore. And that includes non-Muslims, disbelievers, those who did not believe in Allah, nor his messenger, Muhammad Wasallam. That includes everyone, everyone, every human being you can think of. And Allah will grant the Prophet Wasallam his wish, his request, he will answer his request, and Allah will start the judgment. That's what it's meant by a mercy to all of mankind. For that one situation. But there's another type of mercy for those who follow him. This is a different level of mercy. And alhamdulillah, Muslims are those who are meant by that other type of mercy. And that's just a glimpse of what happens on the Day of Judgment. I promise you. I know I promised a lot, but I, I, I have it in the back of my mind. I need to finish certain things before... I need to prepare you guys for the Day of Judgment because this is... A very heavy topic. Like, uh, I'll be honest with you. This, studying the Day of Judgment is what got me, be, made me religious in the first place. Just by studying the topic of the Day of Judgment, I, I, my body was shivering from, you know, certain things. And they're all real. This is all in the Quran, by the way. Allah is telling us vividly what will happen on the Day of Judgment. And I promise you, inshallah, I will get to that in detail and I won't leave a single detail, inshallah, as long as it's mentioned in the Qur'an or the Sunnah. Now, that's a glimpse or one aspect of the status of the Prophet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave that blessing, that status to the Prophet that he would ask him and no other Prophet would be able to. Now, that's not belittling any other prophet. Again, they are special type of mankind. We love them so much because they were sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We respect them so much for the same reason. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells our prophet وسلم, that he raised up the mentioning and the remembrance of him, of the prophet وسلم. وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet sallam, I raised I raised the mentioning and the remembrance of your name to honor him to honor him to such that almost every time Allah is mentioned our Prophet sallam, is mentioned right after yep ashhadu ha the testimony of faith, the shahada. Ashhadu anna la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. Muhammad is mentioned. I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah, and Muhammad is his final prophet and messenger. During the Adhan, by the way, when you hear the Adhan, Ashhadu anna ilaha illallah. Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. The Adhan. 
the name of the Prophet ﷺ is mentioned after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. During the prayers itself, by the way, when you do the tashahud, when we're sitting on our knees, you know, what do we say? Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim. Oh Allah, uh, uh, make salah upon Prophet Muhammad and his family. During reciting the Quran, the Quran is filled with praising the Prophet ﷺ. Before you start any sermon, before you start any type of Islamic speech, you have to say, huh? Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad, that's the type of phrase. May blessings and praise be upon him. That's what it means. Now, that's not just it. It's The Prophet ﷺ is... is at the end of the day, it's a matter of choice, right? You have to do it as a Muslim. But at the end of the day, if you're a bad Muslim or if you don't want to do it, you don't do it. So how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise the mentioning and the remembrance of him, even if we have the choice, by the rest of the creation? So the rest of the creation praise the Prophet every millisecond of every day, including billions of humans, who those who do actually do it. The fish in the sea and in the oceans, the animals, they praise in their own languages, even inanimate ob objects, trees, mountains. They make, believe it or not, trust me, anything that was naturally created by Allah praises the Prophet ﷺ every single millisecond of every day. Here's something very interesting. Our Prophet ﷺ has been praised even by his worst enemies, by the way. Now, unfortunately, today's enemies are different from the enemies of the Prophet ﷺ back in the day. People who hate Islam today have no decency. They are, they la there are lacking decency. That's why they make cartoons of the Prophet ﷺ to mock him and whatnot and talk bad about him and, 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 and so forth. Because enemies today have no honor back in the day enemies used to be you know dignified and they had decency and that's why even they were his enemies they went to war with him like actual war they used to praise his character they could not there will be no disagreement regarding the character of the prophet and how beautiful of a character he was like they denied his prophethood. They said, no, 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 no. He's a magician. He's not, he's not a prophet from Allah. He's not a prophet from God. But they still praise his character. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ, when he first started telling people, he said, what do you know about me? Have, have, had I ever lied to you before? They said, never. You never said a lie in your entire life. And the Prophet ﷺ, until he died, never said a lie. One single lie he didn't say. They hated the fact that he was preaching Islam, yet they praised his character, his enemies. No human being has ever or will ever be praised like Prophet Muhammad until the Day of Judgment, by the way. Rest assured. Nobody. Nobody. I promise you that. You know? Like, for example... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given the Prophet ﷺ a few names. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given our Prophet ﷺ a few names. Muhammad, of course, and Ahmad, by the way, that's a second name. And literally, Muhammad, you know, you guys, you know, Muhammad literally means the praised. Like, Muhammad is the highest, is technically, linguistically, is the highest level of praise. That's what Muhammad means. Just for those of you who do not know. In Arabic, Muhammad means the praised, the praised. Ahmad is the same thing, by the way. And, and, and here's the funny part about the name Ahmad. And this is one of the Prophet's names, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That was the name that was mentioned by Jesus Christ in the Quran. Jesus Christ said, someone will come after me to finish my message. His name will be Ahmad. Another name, a third name is Al-Mahi. Al-Mahi means the eraser. 
And that means Allah erases disbelief with him, with the Prophet ﷺ. When the Prophet ﷺ was sent, all the disbelief in the Arab Peninsula will started to get erased. That, I mean, that doesn't apply today because there's a lot of disbelief. But at the time, and because of him, Islam was spreading. Al-Hashir, the fourth name. Hashir means the the basically the people will be resurrected and gathered after the resurrection of the Prophet ﷺ. He is the leader of resurrection. When he basically the Prophet ﷺ is the first human being ever to be resurrected. Just to let you know on the day of judgment. Al Aqib. Al Aqib means the one with no prophet after him. He's done. That's it. He's the seal of the prophets. Rasulul Rahma. The messenger of mercy. The concept of repentance came in Islam and was very, very much explored in Islam. Now, from the Prophet also was given special blessings, you know, that were never given to any other prophet. That's what shows you how special he was. Number one, he was the final prophet. He's the one who ended this whole thing. Right, the revelation ended by the death of the Prophet ﷺ. There is no more revelation. We st- we talked about this, and he will be. We said this moments ago. He will be given the permission to intercede on behalf of all of mankind when all of mankind will want to start the judgment. What else? He was the only prophet to have been sent to all of mankind, including also along with. The race of the jinn. The jinn, we, we, we talked about the jinn, uh, are a different race. They're not human beings. And Satan is of them. Some of them, most of them are actually really bad. They're, the devils come from the jinn and all these things. And that's what they whisper to us. And they're trying to you know, get us in trouble and whatnot and make us commit sins. But there are jinn who are Muslim. I don't know if I mentioned this before. There are good jinn who live among us. Good jinn. And there are good why because the Prophet ﷺ was also sent to preach Islam to them. He was able to see them, by the way. He entered the realm and he actually gave him a whole summary of his revelation. And they knew that he was the truth, and many of them followed him. But unfortunately, the majority they follow Satan of the jinn. Also, Whenever the Prophet is about to go to war, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whenever he was about to go to war with an enemy, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala inflicts, inflicts terror in their hearts one month before the battle begins. Can you imagine this? So the Prophet is going to war. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala puts terror and fear of the Prophet in the hearts of his enemy one month, one full month before the actual battle. That's why the Prophet won almost every battle except for one battle that because the Muslims, they got carried away the battle of Uhud and basically it was their fault. They got too overjoyed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to send them uh, a message, uh, uh, like a teaching moment kind of thing. But anyway, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given our Prophet sallam, the largest nation on the day of judgment. The largest followers of a prophet ever. Inshallah it will be Muslims. Beautiful. Wallahi. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet on the day of judgment will see. Um, will see some prophets. And this is actually part of the day of judgment. Uh, like uh, scenes. The Prophet وسلم, uh, will on the day of judgment will see people. Prophets uh, followed by a group of people, small amount of people. Certain prophets followed by one or two people. Believe it or not, prophets were sent to entire nations and one or two people only followed them. Certain prophets are followed by no one. Then the Prophet ﷺ will see um, a huge spot, black spot. That means like uh, a crowd of people, a lot of people. You know, and he's gonna say, Ummati, Ummati, oh my nation, this is my nation, it's a lot of people. I'm I know that they are Muslims. And then Angel Gabriel will be standing next to him, he's gonna say, This is all on the day of judgment, by the way. He's gonna say, That's not your nation. That's the nation of Moses. A lot of the Jews who followed Sayyidina Musa, Moses, peace be upon him, will enter Jannah, inshaAllah. 
because they truly followed the Prophet of Allah, which Moses at the time, and Allah himself as the God. Then the Prophet will be like, okay, where is my nation? So Angel Gabriel will point at, will point and he will say, look there, look over there. And the Prophet will see this dark, like black spot covering the horizon. Again, black spot is like, you know, when you look in the movies and there's like a huge amount of people, this is basically, you know, like a, a dark spot. And this dark spot will cover the entire, is covering the entire horizon. And Gabriel will say, this is your nation. The biggest and inshallah, the largest nation to enter paradise. Two thirds, inshallah, of paradise will be from the Muslims, inshallah. You know? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also given given uh, given our Prophet the miracle of the Quran, the most powerful miracle, an eternal miracle. Again, all the miracles that we see, Jesus Christ, you know, curing the blind and and, and, and doing and, and resurrecting the death by the by the by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't see it. Do we see it? Did we see it? Did we witness it? No. Moses and the splitting of the sea, the Red Sea. His staff that turned into a snake. Do we see this right now? Where's the proof? We believe in it 100%. We believe in it. But did we witness it? No, we did not. Ibrahim, السلام, he was burnt alive and then he walked out because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the fire not to burn him. And he walked outside. He walked out of the fire untouched. Did we witness it? We believe it 100%. It's mentioned in the Quran. Everything is mentioned in the Quran. What did we witness then? The Quran. We have it. It's a walking, living miracle of the Prophet ﷺ that was given to the Prophet. ﷺ. We know all these stories from the Quran. We know the accurate, accurate story detail from the Quran. It's a walking, living miracle. Miracle that will last until the day of judgment, inshallah. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given our Prophet the journey of Isra and Mi'raj. That night, and we'll, we'll have a full inshallah episode about this. That's a very famous night. It's a crazy miracle where our, where our Prophet went in one night from Mecca, from Mecca, to Jerusalem, and from Jerusalem, he went up, he ascended to the seventh heaven to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We'll talk about this in detail, but that was a physical miracle. We didn't witness it, right? We know about it from where? The Quran. Even miracles that were given to the Prophet, the physical ones, we didn't witness it. We believe 100% because it's mentioned by Allah in the Quran. He will be the leader of humanity on the day of judgment in front of Allah. Allah assigned him to be the leader of humanity. He will be the first human to be resurrected. We already mentioned this. He will be given the main river in Jannah, Al-Kawthar. This is actually a chapter called Al-Kawthar in the Quran. That's the name of the river in Jannah that will only be given to Prophet Muhammad wasallam. And it's, it is said that all the rivers in Jannah take from that one. From that river. It's the source of all the rivers in Jannah. And we're talking about rivers. They're not they're not normal looking rivers. They are, they're like magical rivers. Magical rivers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us witness our own rivers in Jannah. Ameen. He will be also given a large pond on the day of judgment, which all the believers will drink from. And after they drink from that pond, none of them or of us, inshallah, will go thirsty for eternity. One sip of water from that pond of the Prophet will never feel thirsty, whether other people will feel incredibly thirsty on the day of judgment. Also, the nation, his nation, the nation, our nation, the Muslims will be the first people to enter Jannah, even though we're the last nation chronologically, if you think about it, we're the last people to believe in Allah. Allah will gift the Prophet ﷺ the entire highest level in Jannah, the highest level right below the throne of Allah, 
right underneath the throne, the final top, most top level in Jannah, in paradise, is called Al-Fadila. Al-Fadila will be all for the Prophet So my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, my dear brothers and sisters in humanity, this is just a little bit, a little bit, a little tiny bit of the status of the Prophet ﷺ in the sight of Allah and the status that we should give him. We don't give him his right. Same as we don't give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his right as our Lord. So imagine, isn't this Prophet worthy of your following his sunnah? For my dear brothers and sisters who are Muslim, who don't want to follow the sunnah, even though it's obligatory to follow the sunnah. You have to. begin Again, you will be asked about this in your grave. And if you didn't follow the sunnah, no one will intercede on your behalf on the day of judgment. Maybe your friends, but would it be the same as the Prophet And by the way, the Prophet will intercede on behalf of certain Muslims, those who follow his sunnah. This is different from talking to Allah to start the, the, the judgment. This is interceding for Allah to forgive if you have many sins that you haven't repented from. The Prophet ﷺ sacrificed so much for us to be talking about this today. We're doing this because of what? Me talking to you about the religion of Islam. It's, it came from Allah through who? The Prophet ﷺ. If the Prophet ﷺ didn't suffer, didn't struggle, didn't strive to spread the message of Islam, you and me wouldn't been, would not be talking about this today. You wouldn't be listening to this from anyone, period. None of us, we will be ignorant when it comes to our Lord, when it comes to uh, the hereafter, what's right and what's wrong, what's halal and what's haram. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us and inshallah we will continue exploring uh, certain aspects of the life of the Prophet sallallahu Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.